On today's show, we have Vintage Kobe, the best way to bet the Super Bowl, which big-name college basketball team might join Duke in the unranked National Signing Day, and the infamous Out of Bounds section on your favorite sports show, Case Lose Out of Bounds, which starts right now. So, Joe, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Romeo. How are you? How, that, how that, do was a, that was a live entrance. How do all our listeners like the, like the new intro that we're going to use every day? I don't know. We're going to have to find out by them tweeting at us at Out of Bounds Pod on Twitter. So if you have any questions or comments, if you think the opening was absolutely terrible, let Romeo know. I loved it, but we don't know what the listeners are going to think. I liked it. Um, interestingly enough, we also have SoundCloud where you can comment. Uh, at Autobounce Pod, same thing, and iTunes where you can comment. But if you, the easiest way to find everything is at Autobounce Pod on Twitter. So right as we, right after we plug everything, Kobe is the greatest of all time. No, I don't mean in basketball. I mean in quotes. Kobe is the great, greatest quoter of all time. Yeah, not just on the court, but off the court, and not just off the court, in the media, and not just in the media, he's witty. He's witty. He's the funniest quoter of all time. Right now, uh, before we give you this quote, we have a a little guest. This is Miles Reynolds, point guard for the St. Louis University basketball team. Say hi, Miles. Hi, Miles. Hello, everybody. How are you guys doing today? (laughs) We're doing well. Enjoy the show. I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Miles just wanted to stop in and say hello and Support So see you Miles Good luck um, on Sunday Yeah good luck on Sunday um, The all time response Kobe Bryant was asked by, Sam, uh, by a reporter About Sam Mitchell Who is the coach Of the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves Was also the coach of the Raptors The night Kobe scored 81 mm-hmm. And they were at, he asked them he said, Sam Mitchell was quoted saying, I hate Kobe. Okay? And what did Kobe say? And Kobe said back, here, we'll just play the, the, I'll say it first and then I'll play you what exactly he said, which was absolutely awesome. Romeo won't do it justice, but Kobe will. I won't, will. but Kobe will. Kobe said, I say thank you for the hate and I knew the double team would be too late. <laughs> he rhymed it. He rhymed it. And let me let me just say, that was not planned because no. he wasn't expecting Sam Mitchell to say, to say some you. stupid comment like, I hate Kobe Bryant. Well, it makes sense. If the dude drops 38 on you and 81 on you in two games, okay, you I should don't probably care. hate him. Okay, sure. But then, but I'm, what I'm saying is the reason we say Kobe's the GOAT is because he did that without any script. Here, I'll play the... I'll play That's the, why I said he's witty. Yeah, I'll Kobe, play the Kobe, He was laughing. The, the dude asked him and he started laughing and then he, and then he says this. Oh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, uh, well, uh, I thank, thank you for the hate. I appreciate it. <laughs> Truly, I love that. Um, and, uh, yeah, no, I, you know, I know where he was going to double from if he did decide to double, and I knew the double was going to be too late. So. <laughs> and that right there is why Kobe Bryant is the greatest of all time. Well, okay, not on the greatest court. quote. Greatest, like, just greatest, all of his quotes are easily. Greatest we did savage the of all time. Yeah, we did the Kobe versus Kanye t- quotes we got uh, our producer, a while back producer Graham, yeah, Graham, just walked in. Graham vote he'll get us uh, all queued up we'll, we'll introduce him as he gets his we got stuff ready. we did the kobe versus kanye segment a while back and that's just shows how great kobe's quotes are as a 
as a live so stream. so on the court he did some notable things as well he had 38 points last night seven of 11 from three which even in kobe's prime is not vintage kobe he was 10 of 21 so almost 50 percent from the field and 11 of 12 from the free throw line good for him good for good for kobe um next he's oh wait did you talk about the first person's call Malone? no first person's call him alone and fourth player overall to have a 35-5-5 and line after age 37. The others were Michael Jordan and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Uh, Graham, why don't you intro- introduce yourself to everybody who might be new How listening? Doing today? Yeah, guys, I know we got a new a lot of new listeners every week. Uh, yeah, and I'm glad to be here. I um, came out of Morrissey. I'm Graham. I produce this show. And shout out to everybody who's listening here from 5C. I know we got a couple guys. Kevin Schulte out there. Um, Graham's... Also, just real quick, yeah, Graham's. Uh, so, for those of you who are first listening for the first time, Graham will be our producer here on Out of Bounds. He's really vital to the show. He's really revamped Out of Bounds. Uh, the show is n- could not be what it is today without Graham Vote wow. giving us stats, wow. giving us those current events, those producing, words. giving us that Iowa feel that everyone needs. <laughs> Am I right, Graham? That hospitality. Yeah, I mean, you guys are talking about Kobe, right? Against against the Wolves. Yeah, last yeah, night. yeah. We're just about to wrap up. You got any comments? Yeah, I was just gonna say. I mean, great game for him. Wolves have lost, what, 16 out of 17 yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. not what this is about. This no, is about Kobe. It's about Kobe, but, I mean, two terrible teams going at it. Right, right. Know? Did you see our uh, our tweet that we said about um, the all-time response oh, that he had? yeah. He has so he's many of those. Savage. He's so good at making people feel so bad about themselves <laughs> yeah. with, like, a sentence. With like, one sentence, yeah, right? Yeah. He's very witty. So it's he amazing. reminds me kind of you, Graham. You're, well, you're, you're, you. you're very witty. And, guys, uh, Lakers have the worst uh, point differential in the league by a lot. How how much are we talking here? Well, like, actually, they're tied with the 76ers. But in the Western Conference, they're negative 10 points per game. Yeah. Which is just leaps and bounds behind everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. That's all right. Um, okay. So, now we're going to go on to the big topic of the week. Uh, the Super Bowl. Ooh. So, we're just going to we're gonna talk mostly about the Super Bowl for the next 20-ish Probably not 20-ish. A little less than 20-ish minutes. Cover everything. We already made our picks a while ago. So you know the picks. You know what we're talking about here. But I think it's still important to cover a bunch of this stuff. So we're, we're going to start with um, Thomas Davis, who has a broken forearm but will play. Did you see the tweet of the picture that he has a, he has a, he has a rod in and... A screw, like like that. they show the X-ray. X-ray. Think he's gonna clothesline somebody with his big cast or yeah, drop that, an interception? That, have fun with that. That won't feel too good for him. <laughs> drop but. a Peyton Manning duck. <laughs> Maybe, but <laughs> he is the heart and soul of that team, though. I would agree. He he's he makes up the strength. Him and Luke Keekley with those mm-hmm. two rangy linebackers mm-hmm. going everywhere. Yeah. That's so that's impressive. So real quick, I think we should do who's got the edge both both on offense and defense. Um, offensively, who do you got? I mean, this is obvious. Well, offensively, it's definitely. Um, Weapon wise, it's the Broncos. I would agree, but overall but wise, overall it's the Panthers it, because yeah. you can't stop. You you can't ever ever stop. First player in NFL history to have thirty rushing touchdowns and ten or thirty uh, passing touchdowns and ten oh, rushing gosh. touchdowns. So yeah. he, he's going to be dynamic. The Broncos D-line defensive ends are going to try and get after him, but it's not like mm-hmm. sacking Tom Brady with a makeshift offensive line. Yes, and but if you flip to the defensive side of the ball, the Broncos have the edge. They're the best defense right yes. now in the playoffs. But what people are overlooking, they're just saying, oh, the Broncos are the number one defense. The Panthers are like third. 
They're not that far I think behind. They're second, they're second. Actually. I don't even know. So they're not that far behind. And in a Super Bowl game where we've already said that the Super Bowl is a different beast, it's not first and second is not that big a difference. No. I mean, defense does win championships, but when we have two elite defenses going head to head. But to people comparing this to the Seahawks Broncos game, it won't be like that. The Broncos will not be the Seahawks of that game because that that team is just a little different. That team was the Seahawks team back then was way more dominant than this Panthers defense. And that off that Peyton Manning team was built much differently than this Peyton Manning team. I agree. So, I mean, they're not going to get a, the same game for that. But the defensive edge goes to the Broncos, mm-hmm. but I don't what know if secondary? it actually does. Listen, no, secondary oh, is Broncos. Oh, I know what you think. The secondary is Broncos. You're going to say the defensive line doesn't, you don't think if it actually does I don't know because if the defense, of the Panthers line. Yes, I don't know if the defensive yeah. line will really make as much of an impact as it did in the last week. Their because secondary the is going to. The Cardinals offensive line was awful. Right. So, so yeah, the defense might not even be as big of a, as big of a factor as we're thinking. Uh, I think as long as the Panthers can hold Peyton Manning to 17, they win. Mm-hmm. Or 14 or something. Mm-hmm. We just talked about how the, the uh, Panthers offense think has the edge, but Graham has a stat that might signal otherwise. What do you got, Graham? Yeah, so do you guys remember the Panthers only lost the season? Yeah, pa- Falcons. Falcons, right. And so in that game, um, that was Cam's lowest, uh, basically throw, throw in the air average. Um, and I think that's what the – I mean, Wade Phillips is a master defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, and they did that a lot against the uh, Patriots. They kind of showed bluff or showed um, blitz and then kind of backed off and just did zone coverage. So I think if if the um, Broncos can be successful in just showing that blitz and making sure that they're limiting Cam Newton to short throws, I think they could could have some more success. I am going to take, if we're going MVP right here, I'm going Ted Ginn. The receiver. Because he's going to drop three deep balls and catch three okay, deep balls. Okay, but any time a receiver has a big game... The quarterback is always no, the MVP because they get if the, the Panthers stats. If the Panthers win, it'll be Cam. But my yeah. point is, Ted Ginn can outrun everybody on the Broncos. I, oh, are you, t- are you saying special teams as well? Special teams because as well. Because this is where we shift to this conversation of special teams. I do think the Panthers have the edge. Broncos, they're not bad, but they're not good. The and Broncos have the field position edge. Because For of, sure. Because of their punter? Because of their punter. Their, their McManus can hit 58 yarders. Yeah. Um, they're not playing in mile high, though. It, that's okay. Those they pinned everybody back. That they beat the they won the blah. they won the field position battle versus Steelers. They won the field position battle versus the Patriots, and they've won it ten out of sixteen times in the regular season. So field position could be a big thing. And the Panthers aren't really great at field position. They're really not because they they just score long touchdown drives, which agree. isn't a bad thing. But the special teams big plays, I would take the Panthers with more big plays. But I would take the Broncos and average special teams outcome of the game. Without a big play. Like, if there's no big plays, the whole entire game. I agree. Uh, staying on football, since we talked about the Super Bowl a lot last week. We'll do our predictions later. We'll do the, predi- game, we'll do the predictions if you haven't heard them yet later. We'll also do a bunch of prop bets later. That's right. Those are always fun. Um, Calvin Johnson might retire from the Lions. Sources say he is planning on retiring. He is the all-time leader in receptions, receiving yards, receiving touchdowns, and receiving yards per game in the Lions. And interestingly enough, he's 30 years old. The age Barry Sanders retired. This is this this topic more than any topic we're going to talk about today makes me terribly sad. I listened to Colin Coward uh, a little clip of his today. I, I respect Colin Coward. I, I know we we both I, we don't have to like him, but we respect what he does. I respect Colin Coward. Yeah. He went on Katie Nolan's Garbage Time show, so <laughs> he, he's got my no, vote. But, but really, a brilliant mind in radio and TV. But I was listening to him today, and he said. The Lions have a thing 
of cutting short players' career. Look at Barry Sanders. He did this exact same thing. Brilliant. Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson might be two of the top five most talented players in the NFL in the last 30 years. Talented. I'm not saying best. I'm not saying most productive. I'm saying talented. They have pure talent that you cannot teach or coach. And both these players retired early from the Lions. And I think that is a tribute to what the Lions organization is as a whole. And this is what Colin Coward was saying. He was saying, you can't you can't control the owners. You can't control, you know, the culture. You can't take you can't take talent and change a culture that's doomed to fail from the start. And that's what the Lions organization is. So it's terribly sad. I hope he comes out of retirement and goes to a different team uh, because he's still got three or four years left on his legs. Interestingly enough, Calvin Johnson has to pay the Lions to retire. How much? Uh, three million, I think. And his salary next year is twenty-four million. So he's giving up. 27 $27 million. Actually, no. He's giving up 24 and paying $3 million out of his pocket to quit if he retires. That is See, that's, that's that's not shows incentive. That, yeah, that's exactly. le- that's no negative incentive, incentive to negative, retire. Exactly. But he still wants to retire. Like, the the lion... The, that that um, theory is spot on. 100% yep. spot on. Um, comparison with Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald's continuing to play. Are you exactly. the one of them Hall of Fame? Yes. Larry, Larry Fitzgerald's been in an environment that let him thrive instead of one that sucks the life out of him. Graham? Uh, yeah, I mean, just looking at career statistics, because these two guys are, are pretty much peers um, in this era. I mean, you know, you can look at the previous era of great receivers with Randy Moss, Terrell Owens. Uh, but I think Calvin Johnson is well below Larry Fitzgerald. He's got 730 career receptions. He is... He's below uh, Larry Fitz in touchdowns, in yards, pretty much every significant category. Mm-hmm. I don't know if right now Calvin Johnson is a Hall of Fame player if he retires uh, yeah, right now. I would agree. I would agree. That's a good point, Graham. Based on um, his peak, he has to be. He had, he had three great years in the middle of a, a you know, obviously a fantastic career. But, I, I mean, Larry Fitz has played in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if Calvin Johnson's there yet, you guys. That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Um, moving on, moving on to, uh, the greatest last five games in the history of the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. (laughs) Okay. That's kind of an exaggeration. Well, no, five games though. Maybe still kind of an exaggeration. They've They've never won five games. They've played in the playoffs. Yeah, but they haven't won five games in a row. I don't think so. In their career. Five games in a row. I'm pretty sure at one point they've won five games in a row. Graham, look that up. But no, they've (laughs) never, they've never won five games in a row scoring 110 plus in each game. I would agree. And this 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 conversation is even more interesting because it's coming on the heels of the David Blatt firing, Tyron Lue stepping yes, in. Yes, Tyron Lue stepping in. And it's the first time a team with LeBron on it has scored 110 plus in five straight. Does that say anything about LeBron? I think it says that LeBron likes to play slow, even though he's the most athletic player ever. But but why they're playing well though? No, I know, but I think he, they're not playing slow right now. I know this, which is why they're scoring 110 plus. Oh, so you say you're saying you think LeBron's realizing like I it, think no, I think LeBron is now thinking he doesn't want to play slow anymore. He's never been higher than 13th in pace in in his entire career. This year they're like 28th, but mm-hmm. they're whenever they get fast breaks they go instead of just waiting on them like they usually yeah. do. And and they just beat the Pacers in overtime in Indianapolis, which and was the first time that they had done that. Five years. In five years. Yep. The Cavs, that is. The Cavs have beat the Pacers um, in overtime. Or which at the Pacers in five years. Which obviously four of those years were, were without LeBron James. But uh, another interesting fact about this game is that Kyrie is heating up 
right at so the, is well, Kevin Love. I wouldn't say right at the right time because the All-Star break's coming. But if they can carry it out of the All-Star break, that's going to be the real test. I know you're happy about that, Romeo. The interesting thing is I am not giving the credit to Tyron Lue to these games. I'm giving the credit to that players only meeting to the players had? only meeting they had right yep. after they announced Tyron Lue was there. James Jones, the champ, yep, the was champ. talking. Who LeBron, LeBron was lo- talking. LeBron loves LeBron, James. LeBron Jones. loves he, James he Jones sure because James Jones him. just bows down to LeBron and says whatever he wants no, to say. No, but he from also realizes that a lot of the people in the locker room will listen to LeBron. Will, will listen to James Jones yeah. if they're not going to listen. And to LeBron, LeBron can control James Jones, so he has two people yeah. listening <laughs> to him. It's great. No, um, the difference is Kevin Love and Kyrie Irving said that they expected more from everybody else as well as themselves. LeBron took responsibility for some things. Everybody took responsibility for what they were doing, and now everyone's treated treated equally. So the last three games, three out of the last five, Kyrie, Kevin Love, and LeBron have all scored 20-plus. First time this season this year. So, yeah. that That is an interesting thing. The next interesting thing, our producer Graham found this. I'm just going to let him take it away because it's awesome. What do you got? Okay, uh, this is just a legendary. Well, a little bit, a little bit to do with sports. Are we talking? We're talking Reese's. Okay, guys. So you know the College Senior Bowl uh, happens in Mobile, Alabama. Just kind of a showcase game for outgoing uh, college players who are looking to get drafted. So not really that big of a deal until you bring in a giant machine gun that shoots peanut butter cups. Okay. (laughs) So I don't know if you guys have seen pictures of this. Unfortunately, it's a radio show, so we can't show you pictures. But it literally we can tweet them. We could tweet them. We will because it looks like something that could kill someone. <laughs> how fa- do you know how fast they were firing? I couldn't out? find a metric for how how fast they were firing, but I th- but I do have the number. Do you- no, I, I couldn't find the the speed. Uh, but okay, I'm, but I'm the, guessing it's it's got because you guys, you know, do you know how many they shot? They shot sixty one thousand Reese's peanut butter cups into the crowd. <laughs> how many one people were there? How there were there, there were yeah, about forty thousand people. There. Yeah, so, so everybody, everybody got a cup and a half. A cup and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and then at, at the end of this. The Reese's mascot that was there, which is like creepy, and it's just like a Reese's. Describe head. it, yeah. What's it look so like? So it's like a Reese's cup for the head, and then mm-hmm. the the body is just an orange rectangle. It doesn't look good. Like a box. Like a box. Okay. But it stormed the field, and like people were trying to corral it off the field, including the referees, and it would not leave the field. Okay, I think it was too hyped up. It's about a wild <laughs> Reese. Did it? Was it, was it holding hot. the cannon? Did it shoot at the refs? No, the cannon. Fortunately, did not cause any injuries, but I think the military is looking into the technology <laughs> that they use to see if they can just, you know, we contract should, we, this thing. We should fire that thing. Oh, actually, never mind. I'm, that, that, that I'm, is, I'm gonna not get fired. That is pure gold. That is Graham's discovery of the week. Thank yeah, you, Graham. Thank you. Um, interesting note: this game ended up not mattering at all. Warriors almost lost to the 76ers. Great, they won. Almost doesn't count. They almost lost the Brooklyn Nets earlier in the year too. That's not the interesting thing. The interesting thing is that Draymond Green admitted that he was selfishly chasing a triple-double, which caused them to get down. Quote. Graham, what did, what did he say after they almost okay. lost the So 76ers? he coined the term selfishly unselfish. He said, we definitely should have lost, and it was all my fault. I was selfishly unselfish, if you know what that means. In other words, I was chasing a triple-double. Coach came to me at halftime like, you better get this in the third quarter because you ain't playing in the fourth. Interesting because of the simple thing. Coach Kerr said, yeah, you better get this in the third quarter at halftime because you're not playing in the fourth quarter. Because no one plays in the fourth yeah, quarter. If you, if you want the, and then they were tied and had to all play in the fourth quarter. And Harrison Barnes had to make Hit. a game-winning three. Uncontested. but Off an assist from Draymond Green, yeah. which gave him 10. Which gave him 10. So, so interestingly enough, out. 
it all worked out, but that wasn't the best role for him. I'm glad he was honest about it. Me too. Some respect. And when you're whatever and four, you can say this. I would love to play with Coach Kerr. I would too. He, he tells he, him, he, chase the triple-double in I the third want, quarter. I know he's coming off back surgery, but I would not want to play him in pickup ball because I know he could still ball on me. Yes. And the other interesting note from that game is that after uh, all these players and refs and are uh, not refs and coaches for the 76ers bench were screaming at Harrison Barnes as he <laughs> shot the game winning corner three. And afterwards they all looked like they got shot. <laughs> they were all kind of just like, like whole, they were like holding they, their arms. Yeah, like they had yeah. a heart attack. Like they put towels over their head. Yeah. Like acting, well, like uh, acting like they just lost a championship. Jaleel Okafer, really, Jaleel they, have, they have more law. They have more. They have less wins than the Warriors have losses. Yes. No, no, yeah, they, they have seven. Or I'm sorry, they have more. Oh, okay, okay. They what have, I'm saying is like, yeah. they, they, like the Warriors are only three away. Tied from, for the least amount of wins yeah. in the league. <laughs> yeah. No, the interesting thing is that uh, after that, the first, there's two pictures. One of Harrison Barnes as he's taking the shot. There's two Philadelphia players, Julie Okafor and somebody I don't know, which is not surprising. It's Philadelphia. Standing there screaming at him. And then in the next picture, as Harrison Barnes walking away with his hand in the air, there is... Neither of them there. They're both out of the frame, gone. It's like they fell to the ground and just cried. But um, done with the NBA for a little bit. On to college basketball. Kansas, Kentucky that was this weekend. LSU, Oklahoma was this weekend. UK lost at Tennessee. We're going to go in depth with all those later. Basically what happened is every good team lost. Except for Kansas and Except Oklahoma. Except for Kansas and Oklahoma. But everybody else but is what we said before is that this is the narrative of the season is that no one there's is a the lot top of team. Parody. Which is going to make March awesome. So there's a lot of parity this year. There's like 16 yep. teams that could win it. Yep. Uh, now on to the news of the day. National Signing Day. Woo! With uh, some class ratings. The top five classes as of right now. We should point out this is the national signing day for high school football. Uh, I mean, that's obvious yeah. for a lot of listeners, but if anyone's not, if, yeah, not hi, sure. high school football, national signing day, the top five classes as, as of, of right now. now, LSU, Florida state, Ole Miss, Ohio state, and Alabama in that, order. in that order. And the interesting thing is LSU currently has 19 ESPN U 300 recruits, which is tied Alabama 2014 class and Alabama 2015 class for the most of all time. And this is coming after less miles, you know, was going to leave or and get fired or whatever back. And so, which says something about LSU and, and the numbers that they have here. I mean, they've gotten more since LSU, since uh, Les Miles has returned, but it says something about how stupid the AD was going to look. Yep. And that's why he, he backtracked on his words it also, and bringing it, uh, Les Miles back. Today's also been hot and cold for Clemson. Clemson really got the number 18 corner or number 18 player cornerback Trayvon Mullen this morning, picked Clemson over LSU and Louisville, which is and a big hit. Later this today, number one overall recruit, defensive tackle Rashawn Gary, picked Michigan over Clemson. First number one recruit in the Big Ten history of the rankings in the last 10 years. And what's the state about the state of Big Ten football, Graham? Yeah, I think that's a pretty big get. Uh, I don't know if it says so much about the state of Big Ten football, although, I mean, Jim Harbaugh is the huge factor there. Ohio State is obviously going to have a huge class as well. Um, I think those two teams are really holding up the Big Ten right now. I think Clemson, um, you mentioned them. They, I mean, they do have three of the top 18 recruits now, and they didn't get Rashawn Gary, uh, but they did get Dexter Lawrence, who's another five-star uh, D-tackle from uh, North Carolina. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not missing him, I don't think. I think they'll miss him, but I don't think it'll be as big as right. Like if they right. wouldn't have gotten the other guys. Depth is more important for Clemson right now than the big one name. This guy, Dexter Lawrence, is huge. 6'5", 335 And where'd he go? 
He's from uh, Wake Forest High School in North Carolina. And he went to Clemson, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah he's, he's going to Clemson. Yeah, going to Clemson. Okay. See, this this Michigan thing though is interesting because it's the first you know first number one recruit in Big Ten history since the rankings came out. And some people will say, oh, like, you know, the Big Ten's coming back because Ohio State and Michigan, who is just outside, they're like number six right now. Um, so, you know, they got, you know, two of the top six yep. that are from the Big Ten. Are they coming back? Whatnot? I think this is the Jim Harbaugh effect. Jim um, Harbaugh affects recruiting it, style. Interesting exactly, note about just, his recruiting style. Remember when he slept over to recruit's house? Mm-hmm. Quinn Nordine, the number one kicker in the country, who was committed to Penn State at the time. Did he switch? He switched to oh, Michigan. Right. He is going to Michigan. Number one recruit for kickers in the country after he got uh, had a sleep had a sleepover with Jim Harbaugh basically. Okay, on they're to Alabama. Some, they're tr- probably telling nighttime stories. Alabama's last eight recruiting classes. Ready? I'm gonna count them out for you. One, 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 two, three, three, two. That's that, their last eight recruiting class not rankings. This year yet. They'll it's be a little bit year. lower this year, but... This year, will they make the top three again and continue their eight-year streak of being in the top three? Well, LSU is cemented in the top three. LSU's in the top three. Uh, the other Ole, ones... The Ole Miss, Florida is, State and Ole, Ole, Ole Miss, Miss shocks me. Ole Miss has a couple of good guys. We'll talk about that in the couple, out of I know they have a couple of good guys, but that they're probably the one that if Alabama gets some of these... They're still... I don't know how many... I think there are maybe 15 guys that are still unsigned. Yep. If, if they get four or five of them, which could happen because every single person on that list, I look at the list... Starts out with Alabama because they're doing an alphabetical order. So right. Alabama. They're considering Alabama, blah, 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 blah. Alabama, blah, blah. Like, so yeah. they still have a chance at some of these guys, and they could bump in the top three. It's going to be iffy, but they have a chance. Especially because they're the richest uh, linebacker school in the country. They already had one five-star linebacker, and now they just got another five-star linebacker. So their recruiting class is on its uh, way up. Graham's been doing a lot of research. I think he's got some stats. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm just looking at their haul from today. It's been pretty incredible. They got two or three ESPN 300 cornerbacks, and then that linebacker that you mentioned, along with the other, another guy named Ben Davis, who, um, right. yeah, they're, I mean, they're they're doing fine. And I don't know if, Graham, you've looked this up yet, but they also got a recruit from 2017 today. Did they? Yeah, so they're, they're rich, keep getting richer. Um, on to, well, and if we get more college signing day updates, we'll let you know. We talk about a little bit of in or out of bounds, but we're going to move on to the Raptors next. Real quick, don't forget to keep tweeting at us, Out of Bounds Pod. Uh, we understand our show is not on the air right but now. We're gonna, right now, but we're going to put it on SoundCloud right after this. So, so for listen, those of you listening, it as a podcast. For those of you listening as a podcast on SoundCloud, still tweet us. We can get back to you, even though it's after the show. You can tweet us a question for next week. Uh, keep interacting with us on Twitter. We'd really appreciate it. So since you are going to listen to this as a podcast now, and now we can just talk about things as a podcast, um, you can follow at Out of Bounds Pod. You can comment or like our SoundCloud page, and you can comment, re- leave reviews, like our iTunes SoundCloud Whatever. But before we talk about anything else, Drake Drake. was a color commentator for the Raptors on their 11th game of their 11-game win streak. And this was his quote. Someone asked him, hey, Drake, how are your parties going to be looking whenever uh, your new Views from the Six comes out? So, And he just looks over and he goes, you know, my parties be looking like the Raptors' current win streak. All wins. All wins. (laughs) Now, that win streak did come to an end on Monday. Uh, but Drake's parties are not coming to an end. Nope. Nuggets are the ones who step, snapped the win streak. It was in Denver. They outscored Toronto 60-26 to 26 in the paint, and that right there is going to be why the Raptors might have trouble in the postseason. Also, talking about Toronto, they had DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry win Players of the Month mm-hmm. uh, for the East. They just mm-hmm. shared the Player of the Month award for January. So that's a big, big thing for the Raptors. 
mm-hmm. to have two guys win player of the month. And a lot of them after last year's playoff disappointment, I was listening on I remember listening on the radio this summer. I was hearing stuff about they should just blow up the whole team and start over. Um, you know, even though they have all these talented guys, they're not gelling well. And here they are sitting what, second in the East? Uh, uh yeah, second in second the East. Second in the East. And looking like they can make a strong postseason run. Uh this this win this loss obviously hurt them, maybe exposed them a little, a little bit, but they're still on the right track to get uh far in the Eastern Conference playoffs. And our final headline, which is why headlines is playing in the background, the Novak, whatever. Tennis. The Australian Open. I think Novak. This is the first time we've ever talked about tennis on this I show. I think it might be. But we should talk about it more because tennis is awesome. Tennis is cool. Graham, you want to you wanna fill us in on this? Yeah. Uh, if you guys didn't know, the Australian Open, uh, one of the four Grand Slam events in tennis, uh, just concluded. Novak Djokovic uh, beat Andy Murray very convincingly yep. uh, in that final. So that brings him up to six Aussie Opens. That's um, most all time. And then he's tied with Bjorn Borg, another guy named Rod Laver, who I don't know, for 11 Grand Slam titles. Um, so obviously he's up there with the Pantheon and he's playing at a level at a time when there's a very high level of, of playing. In t- I mean, w- with Andy Murray, with Nadal and with Roger Federer, obviously, yes, he has put himself very much in contention with all those guys for the best of the era. Oh, yeah. Where does he rank Joe me? Yeah. Do you think, you think he's better Federer, Murray, Nadal? I think he's better Ner- Murray. I don't think he's better than Federer yeah, or Nadal. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't he might've passed Nadal, but he's Maybe, not catching Federer. Not, not he hasn't passed Federer. Federer. Federer's still beating him he's, sometimes. He's past so. Murray. Um, yeah, he's definitely past Murray. I think that he, yeah, he's still slightly behind Rafa. Uh, may pass him because Rafa's slowing down, but he's not past Federer, and I don't think yep. he ever will be. And the interesting thing is that uh, the greatest female athlete of the last 10 years, Serena Williams, oh, yeah. lost to Angelique Kerber. Yeah. Uh, Serena obviously has been playing, I mean, leaps and bounds above everybody. Uh, in women's tennis right now, I mean, I don't. Angelique Kerber basically was a virtual unknown uh, as as late as 2011. Um, she's now number seven in the world, so she's upcoming. I don't. I mean, I think people have unrealistic unreal, uh, expectations for Serena to be perfect all the time, which she's not going to be. I mean, everybody's got bad matches sometimes, but I mean, yeah, she's not going to be on top forever. You know. Good stuff. I love the tennis. And uh, just really quickly, we're going to go back to football. We're going to talk about uh, NFL offseason tax for two teams like we do every week. We're doing this every week, and this week's a little bit unique because what we're going to do is we're going to take both teams in the Super Bowl. Uh, we haven't made our predictions yet, but we're just going to take both teams out in the Super Bowl and give you guys the offseason tasks that must be accomplished if they want to get back to the Super Bowl next year. So we're Because they're not going to change with one game. Yeah, with one game, with whoever loses, you know, they're not going to change in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but the offseason, they might change. And what do the Broncos need to do to get back to the Super Bowl next year? Pay Von Miller whatever he wants. Even amid all the scandals. With pay his, him whatever he wants. With, you know, drugging and all pay that. Von, pay Von Miller whatever he, he wants. Yeah, he is an animal. He's kind of the heartbeat of the defense, I yep. would Keep Osweiler. Actually, just tr- they can't keep all the free agents. They can't. No. I mean, they ideally, they would want to. They, but. they don't have enough money to keep all the free agents. There's no bird rights like there is in the NBA. You can't yep. keep all your free agents. But who are they the can ones try. That they need to keep? Obviously, they really right. need to keep their their secondary intact. Brandon Marshall's free agent. I keep Talib. Keep I keep Talib's free agent. Von, they need to win the Super Bowl <laughs> because all their players on d- the defensive side, a couple on the offensive side, they have something like eleven starters going to be free agents. Mm-hmm. So they kind of just need to pick the five or six most important ones and find. And Elway needs to find fillers. 
for yep. for the other ones because you yep. can't keep everybody if you pay Von Miller as much as he wants and he deserves. But he need yeah he needs deserves. It. And if you lose Von Miller, that's the equivalent of like losing three other free agents. Right. So um, also Ronnie Hillman, uh, this very much this final Super Bowl game is an audition for him. Could have a huge game, and if that happens, he will get paid. And he could have five yards, which is what I'm predicting. Yeah, Graham. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, I think it's very much a make or break game for him. Uh, you remember Mark Mark Ingram kind of um, got himself paid, and I think if guys have big games, you know, that can be such a like huge impact on their contracts, especially if they're coming up on a contract year, which it isn't always necessarily like the most logical thing. But but it just yeah, that's, that's how, how it works. That's out. how it works. Super Bowl's a big stage. Uh, Panthers, what do they need to do? Get healthy with all the players that missed this season, missed the end of the season. Kelvin Benjamin's been out all year, and Cam might be mm-hmm. the MVP. He right. was our number one receiver last year. Would have been Charles our number one receiver this year. Charles Tillman's been out the last couple of years. They need to keep all their starters realistically. Get, re- I mean, not all of them to a point because a well, lot of their starters in the defensive end are old. Yeah, they they need to keep. They every need to get one younger. of those offensive linemen, though. They need to get younger, yeah. And they need to upgrade their offensive weapons, realistically. Great the weapons, great. yes. You might need to get a, a spry backup for Jonathan Stewart to take a load off a little bit. Yeah. And your wide receivers, you don't want te- to have to rely on Ted Ginn Jr., just, Philly Brown, Jericho Cotri at yeah. 33. Just look at the just look at the Packers. Like They lose Jordy and the whole receiving core goes down. So like you can't just rely. You can't just think that, oh, all these receivers had a great season this year. They might you know have the same thing next year. And the Panthers still had better wide receivers than the Packers this year, even though I don't uh, know any of their names. All right, all right. Uh, on that brutal that's a, note, that's just a whisper. On that absolutely brutal note, um, I'd like to play one of my favorite songs as we take a little break. Played it last week. Hope you guys liked it. But uh, I just I can't stand listening to this kid anymore. If he's gonna just rip on the Packers, <laughs> uh, so we're gonna take a quick little break. Step out. Uh, when we come back, we got plenty to talk about. We're gonna talk about um, the NBA week in review. Talk a little bit about the Spurs. Talk about the disaster that is. The, San, the Phoenix Suns, give you a little college basketball update, then we'll go into our in or out of bounds section. So we'll be back. We always have technical difficulties. Cool, 
So if you uh, missed us, sorry. Um, I love that song. You know why? Crossfire. That's what this show is. Because we're going to get to <laughs> in or out of bounds pretty soon. And there are going to be some f- shots fired from both of us. Love it. So now we're going to talk about what many call the worst week for a team in the, uh, like one of the worst weeks for a top three team in the NBA this year. But this is what I say to that. Basically, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. The Spurs know. are going to be fine. Tim Duncan hasn't played in five games. Honestly, everybody's worried about how the Spurs played the last three games without Duncan against the Cavs and the Warriors. They did. We talked about this last week. They didn't play very well without, without Tim Duncan, and they that's to be expected. They played vanilla offense. They played everything. That's to be expected. Tim Duncan's a very, very good player. He's leading the league in box plus minus on defense. Like... He's a very, very good player, so it's important that he's there. So if any of you are worried about the Spurs, don't be. R-E-L-A-X. No more Packers references. Relax. They're they're done. Um, the Suns fired Jeff Hornacek. No, not clapping. Aww. Not clapping. Yeah, not no. Yeah, me and Grammar are good here. No clapping. He went to college. He went to college ISU. Iowa State. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to. Yeah. No, not clapping. He's a great coach. He actually probably clapping because he didn't want to work there. He just stopped yeah. coaching. He kind of quit. Um, <laughs> that's literally about all we had for NBA news last week or in the last like three days because it's kind of just been right before the All-Star break. As expected, yeah, right yeah. before the All-Star break. All sloppy wins, sloppy losses. All-Star game is on uh, Valentine's Day. So, guys, be prepared. Because <laughs> I know girls. Yeah, because Romeo is going to be really romantic on Valentine's oh, Day and just sit on this couch to, yeah. and watch basketball. No, I won't be on the couch. Okay, I'll I'll find a Whatever. public place to sit and watch, like <laughs> oh, a, like a, a sports pub, bar. Uh, oh, sports yeah. bar. Man. Yeah, I'll, I'll leave my okay. my room that night. All right. Well, let's turn to college basketball because it's kind of starting to heat up right now. This is right the time it does start to heat up as conference play heats up. A little bit of tournament talk, trying to find out the seeds. I know it's early, but once February hits, that's about a month till tournament time. Uh, we Kentucky, were going, Kansas. we were going to go into Kentucky, Kansas, and we we're going to go into Kentucky, Tennessee. But I have a different thing with Kentucky. Their foul fouling troubles are killing them. They had a chance to beat Kansas, fouled, fouled, fouled. Like they got in the bonus. Kansas was in the bonus like twelve minutes left in the game. Yeah, uh, had a chance to beat Tennessee at Tennessee. Foul, 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 
in the bonus with like 12 minutes left. I don't understand why they can't not foul. They don't, they don't, it's not like they have big they men. Even though I know, but they're so athletic. Like they, if any team doesn't need to foul, it's them. Yeah. But interesting note from that Kentucky-Kansas game. I'm kind of with you, though. I'm sick of talking about Kentucky. I mean, we have to because they always play marquee teams. But Kentucky is not a marquee team this year. And I'm sick of talking about them, but we're going to keep talking about them because uh, they're entertaining to some. Uh, but Kentucky and Kansas, Wayne Selden went off. 33 points, 12 of 20 from the field, 3 of 5 from 3. Kentucky, meanwhile... 5 of 23 from long range. And if you're thinking that Wayne Selden, wow, I've heard that name before. That's because he's been there for three and a half years when he was supposed to be a one and done. Right. So Who will be an interesting NBA prospect because of what you just said, Romeo. But offensive rebound-wise in that game, Kansas won 14 to 6. That's something to note. Eulis did have 26 points, 8 assists, 3 steals for Kentucky. But like we said, Kentucky can't find a way to win. They have way too many following problems. Don't have the chemistry they had last year. LSU, Oklahoma. What now we're going to get to the it? good game. The game that I actually stayed home for part of the slew game to watch. Tigers were up eight at half. LSU. Buddy healed in the first half was cussed out. They yelled, blank you, buddy. <laughs> yep, in the first half. And then yeah, he dropped 27 cool. on him. He only had five in the first half. Dropped 27 in the second. Um, Graham posted a good question. Joe, I'd like you to read this quote. Because I'm going to argue it. All right. Uh, when asked if Ben Simmons is afraid to take the last shot, he said, it's not like he has that Kobe Bryant alpha male rip your throat out mentality. He's a pretty happy-go-lucky kid that's ho- horsing around before a game having fun, Kobe said. I think it's. I just think he's more comfortable as a make-the-right-play guy. Just to be clear, this was from – I didn't cite the source. This oh. was just an anonymous – LSU assistant. So it's uh, not Kobe. Not, it's not I could definitely see Kobe saying that. I could see yeah. Kobe saying that. We talked about Kobe quotes earlier, okay. but, but it wasn't so Kobe. It was just a LSU so, coach. So Graham gave me some anonymous quote that could be Graham Boat. <laughs> Graham Boat could have said this. No, this is from a source on the LSU uh, in, in the LSU Tigers basketball program, which is pretty – I mean, you know, it's not necessarily anything negative about Ben Simmons, but right. it is drawing a distinction between him and – and one of the all-time greats. And I, think that's, and I think it's false. I 100% too. false. I, what's funny, did you see last night's game against Virginia? Uh, no. It, <laughs> he responded to this and went off. I don't know his stats, but I watched some of the game, and it was comical because he literally, every ball, every possession t- touched the ball. And I think that was the time probably the a ball, coaching thing. Three times, the three fourths of the time he touched the ball, he scored. Like he went to the hoop, he yeah, scored. Yeah, he had twenty one last night. I didn't know that. Yeah, he but I think off. it has to do with the coaching because of the fact that the coach didn't call plays for Ben Simmons the last three plays of the game, which is reason. ridiculous to me because yeah, Blake is great because because wait, not wait, 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 real quick, why did Ben Simmons? <coughs> excuse me, why did Ben Simmons go to LSU? Like, there's no reason. I mean, he's from Louisiana. He went to LSU because the coach probably told him. He could just, you know, take over the offense. And the fact that he's not doing it is that's why some people are having questions, Graham. Yeah, so he's originally Australian. Um, and at Auburn, he, last night he had 21 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. He really was all over the game. I mean, yeah, so, I mean, he's he definitely saw something. Okay, we're going to really quickly run through two things. Three, uh, three things. Iowa State lost to West Virginia this weekend. Sorry, Graham, but that's not a bad. That's it was at West Virginia, not a bad. No, game. it was. Oh, at it was a home. I'm gonna put that ha, on errors. <laughs> okay, put that on errors. You can correct me again later. Providence no. last night lost to DePaul. Chris Dunn five of twenty from the field. Gross. Ben uh, 
Ben Butlin ben left Butlin. in the first half with an injury. He could be all he could be all this, America, all pro. This is so a, this is a problem for Providence. If he's out for an extended period of time, they will lose again. And Duke is unranked for the first time since 2007. So, on those notes, we have the in or out of bounds section. Graham, are you ready to ready to get us with all of the yeah. all the quotes? Yeah. You ready? Yeah. Let's right. do it. In or out of bounds. Here we go. We got our song. Kind of a sad one to start out. Obviously, we got the inventor. How is this in or out of bounds? <laughs> well, okay. The Read inventor, the inventor of the jump shot, Kenny Sailors, uh, just a Wyoming kid. Uh, he passed away. He he died at 95. Uh, he he developed his jump shot playing against his 6'4 brother. He was only 5'10. Guy was just an old Western dude. Was this in or out of bounds? Thoughts. Graham, Graham, you really need to like think of where you're putting these, like which section. This is not a debate. This is the news. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm sorry. Out of bounds, obviously, because he's a legend. All right. Next. <laughs> what? He should have lived forever. All right. In or out of bounds, the NBA banning mid-court sideline TV cameras. So you get all those cool shots. Is yeah. that in or out of bounds? Um, it's in, it's out of bounds because they had so many cool camera shots from half court, yet LeBron James trips over them and one ref trips over them. More, mostly the LeBron thing. And they decide to ban it just because LeBron. Like if, if uh, you know, Dan Gazzarich, who's not even in the NBA anymore, if he tripped over the sideline camera, no one would give a crap. First of all, I didn't know who that was. He played for the Bucks, but that's why you don't know. Obviously. And the Bucks are... Okay, never mind. Yeah. Uh, inbounds. Because of the fact that players trip over these, the it gets in the way all the time. The cameras do. The wires are in the way all the time. Refs are kicking them out of the way. Like, move. The TV should never overshadow player safety. Out of bounds. So, inbounds, it's a, it's a good decision. This is also not a topic. Graham, you need to. This is a sports is talk show. I thought we got to, you know, we kind of be like Grantland, just get all kinds of. Yeah, we could be like Grantland, but I don't. I'm not a politician. Right. I'll let you do We're this. Gonna, one. No, Graham, you can talk about this. Okay, one. is this in or out of bounds? The Iowa caucuses. What about <laughs> the Iowa caucuses? In bounds for sure. <laughs> what about your dad? Uh, right yeah, my dad. You guys know Carly Fiorina, former CEO of Hewlett Packard. Yeah. My yeah, dad actually true. spoke on her behalf. <laughs> the one that's six foot two. <laughs> She's pretty tall. Okay. <laughs> my dad got a picture with her. So. So that's in bounds. Shout out. Definitely in bounds. Okay. okay here's I didn't something. Know it was on the table. <laughs> <laughs> here's something that I think is out of bounds. Dwight Howard. So it's been reported that the Celtics are inquiring about. Acquiring Dwight Howard is this in or out of bounds? As a Celtics fan, out of bounds. Yeah, as a Celtics fan, out of bounds. As a Houston fans, eh. As a Houston fan, totally in bounds. Be a great trade for them. Uh, They get like David Lee. They'd be able to buy him out. They'd probably or then they get a couple guards ish. So we'll see. No, no. Graham right now no. is putting up on our page. Uh, would be no. the start of something magical, reminiscent oh of Kevin Garnett. Yeah, they got KG, then that they acquired a, all those pieces. But Kevin Garnett's a lot different. Kevin Garnett's different than Dwight Howard. Than Howard. But I'm just first saying. Of all. And second of all, stop with the magic puns. <laughs> <laughs> Graham types puns into our document. Oh, that wasn't even a pun. I just thought that was totally a pun. Next, start with something magical. Okay, yeah. yeah. Started out okay, next. Okay, in right about Neymar, uh, the Brazilian soccer star. Is going is planning on skipping summer soccer in Brazil due to fatigue. Out of bounds. Rio and no stop. Out of bounds. You're like 25. I know you. You're you're the best shape of any athlete in the world. Get over it. Out of bounds. Play next. 
Okie dokie. Uh, how about people calling Marcus Smart's play a flop? I think this was against Carmelo. Yep. And, yep. oh, goodness. I just watched it. That is egregious. Yeah. Not flop. a flop. Definitely a flop. Definitely Not a flop. flop. Why? You're Carmelo put a shoulder into his chest. If you haven't seen the video, okay. it's on Bleacher have Report. You, have you seen Marcus Smart's build? Have you seen Car- Carmelo 6'8"? I don't care how tall he is. It's Marcus a Smart's a block he's yeah, a cinder block he dropped like a he dropped like a stone yeah but he, okay. come on flop wasn't a flop all right Out of bounds. uh Inbound. He, here is the next one the la rams our favorite organization are currently discussing acquiring peyton manning for 2016 <laughs> this is funny to throw at the I'm ducks done. in the air or the, to hit people to hit people in the stands with footballs so they get new <laughs> so they get a souvenir to come to the game <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Out of bounds. Okay. Next. Okay. Uh, here we go. Johnny Menzel is done with the Rams. Is that or sorry, Bitch the Browns? Get out of the NFL. Yeah. This is this is this is so out of bounds. Actually, it's inbounds. not. It, actually, it's not. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. This is so inbounds. It's actually not inbounds enough. He needs to like leave no, guys the country just give him another chance okay. money manzil shut up okay next all right in and out of bounds the comparisons of buddy Hield and steph curry out of bounds i don't there's no there's uh, i think maybe okay it's just whoa, slightly off shoot i think yeah, they're different not, players it's, it's off they're yeah. way no it's players. just slightly off grant uh it, he they should compare buddy Hield to the other warrior the other yeah, splash clay. he's clay yeah. or he's kind of like clay he's better at driving and he's not as good at defense. It's kind of like Clay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, in and out of bounds, Byron Scott has a two point two and a half month experiment to keep his job. He sh- already should have been fired. He should have yeah, been he, fired three months ago. Should've. I don't know. The only reason they brought him in is because he played for the Lakers. Other than that, he's not a good coach. It does not work. Out yeah. of bounds. Next. Okay. Um, so we don't like the trial that they're dealing with him. Okay. In and out of bounds, Kevin Durant to the Warriors. This should not have been an inner out of bounds topic because we needed to talk about this for a long time. No, I, I we can do that later. We can, but we'll still talk about it. Ah, actually, it's just too it's too complicated because there's so many things going on. Not just with Kevin Durant, with if he would leave, okay, see what would happen. What Kevin Durant personally needs to do, if the Warriors should break up, what their you know their role. There's just too many things. I'm not talking about it. All I'm gonna say is five man lineup of death with that yeah. is Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. Andre Iguodala, Kevin Durant, and Draymond Green. Uh, I just got... Drop the mic. I just had a heart tremors. <laughs> All right. <laughs> In and out of bounds, uh, recruits are this year, it's National Sunday, they're using all kinds of props and things like paintball and even skydiving to announce their decision. This, this is, is so out of bounds. Out of bounds. So a lot bounds. of these players are awesome. like three and a half or four star recruits awesome. that are doing this just... To get some publicity. Okay. So if you're going to college completely paid as a full recruit doing something you love, you can do whatever you want to get a sky. I, I don't necessarily oh. endorse the skydiving because you could have gotten your could have died. Uh, and like that's not legal at as a D1 school. So if I was the D1 no. school, I might have retracted my offer from him. This is horrible. But it's, it's so inbound. No. I mean, yeah, I love the little put, put the hat on, shake hands with everybody. But yeah. that's so old-fashioned. Come on. I like it. They they use computer technology and they're using paintball and no, like all this other I stuff. Somebody else uh carried a bulldog bulldog around all day at school to announce his decision because it was Georgia Bulldogs. See, so inbound. This, this is, is the so product cool. of the media treating these high schoolers like they're celebrities already, so they feel like they have to make this elaborate 
celebration to announce their decision, and they shouldn't. I didn't do that. I didn't use a. I didn't paint the forest. Grant, are you here for free? Are you making millions of dollars for the school? You're not. Uh, no. no comment. <laughs> <laughs> Should be. Okay. In or out of bounds. Um, Michigan, obviously a lot of prestigious alums and near alums. Uh, they recruited Derek Jeter. Did he? He didn't graduate from no, Michigan. He's just no. from Michigan. Tom Brady, who did graduate from Michigan. Uh, Desmond Howard and others to their signing day. What do we think? Is that in or out of bounds? That's, uh, that's awesome. Awesome. And it's in bounds. It clearly worked. They got the number one recruit. And the, the thing is, is that he they didn't even need to do that. Jim Harbaugh yeah, gets them anyways. Yeah. Next. Uh, in or out of bounds, MLB owners are concerned about tanking. So out of bounds. Stop. Inbounds. So out of bounds. Tanking the, just isn't as tanking big Tanking isn't a th- in, in 162 baseball. games? Really? Okay, but tanking. Really? Oh, it doesn't matter. Baseball, if any sport, is way easier to tank. If you no, have it's one. Way, it's useless. Baseball, they don't need to tank because GMs will literally blow up their teams like the Astros did to become an organization that wins, which the is not best, what the Astros are doing. The best player in baseball the last four years has been Mike Trout. He's made the playoffs once in the last four years. Therefore, it's not as big of a deal as it is in the NBA. In the NBA, if you tank and you get a generational superstar like Anthony Davis, look, you make the playoffs in two years. Yeah. It, it so is, it's not a big deal. Tanking it doesn't matter. isn't as effective, and GMs just don't do that. Okay. Uh, in and out of bounds. Cam, what is this? I don't – It was being – said, everybody says he's being targeted by the media. Uh, Peyton Manning is Whatever. being – yeah. Okay. We're going to skip that. Um, well, I like this one. News broadcast in Canada puts a logo up of an NHL team, Florida Panthers – as uh, their Super Bowl 50 instead of the Carolina Panthers logo. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, pretty funny. <laughs> because it's Canada and they don't know about don't anything know. besides hockey. Yeah. And they're not a go country. Go back to the ice rink. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go to... Should we just go to the Super Bowl? In and out of bounds, Peyton Manning retiring after the game. We already had him going to the Rams. Uh, if he wins, yeah, retire on the spot with no, confetti yeah. falling. Retire no, as you take the knee. For the he, no, he yeah. wants to. He wants to like let it sit a couple days so he can get some, some. Uh, he doesn't want publicity. Yeah, he definitely wants publicity. But before we go to the last Super Bowl, we're going to talk about the prop bets and the picks and the slew sports update. Like always, never done. Derrick okay. Rose bowed at the waist. After he hit a wide open three <laughs> with 20 <laughs> seconds left against the Jazz. the Jazz, that's in bounds. That's in bounds. How is that? A, Gordon Hayward tied it in regulation and then scored seven in overtime, and the Jazz won by eight. I love D Rose, baby. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Out of bounds. Derrick Rose Inglewood. should not bow after hitting a wide Wait. open three as an NBA player with 20 seconds we, left. We so don't, even, we don't, even, we don't even need. We don't even need the Derrick Rose bows after. We don't need all the stuff after just Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose equals out of bounds. Inbounds. Next. Inbounds. Okay. Are we gonna go to Super Bowl prop? Yeah. Super Bowl prop bets. Okay, I have yes. a couple. You wanna do your highlights because there's a lot of them. Oh, I, yeah. I know there's a lot of them. I have I have uh, the best ones. I have them highlighted. Uh, Cam Newton, um, MVP, <laughs> five to four. Over okay. under on how many times dab or dabbing is said by the announcers during the broadcast? They pick it at two for the over under. Oh yeah, no, no, yeah, that's yeah. I saw yeah. that one. I go over. What color? Go over. What color will the liquid be poured on the winning coach? Orange five <laughs> to four. Blue three to one. Clear four yellow. to one. Yellow four to one. Clear. Red. There was one of them that was uh, Brandon McManus for MVP, two hundred to one. <laughs> I like that because if the Broncos win, they're going to win with like six field goals. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I heard something earlier. It was like, if, if the Broncos want to crush the Panthers' spirits early in the game, get up like nine to nothing. Because like the Panthers aren't used to being down, and the fact that it's three field goals will just demoralize the Panthers. <laughs> uh, another funny thing. 
what color will Beyonce's footwear be when she comes on stage for the halftime show? Black three to two, gold brown five to two. There's That's just a bunch of interesting so ones. You should definitely check it out on USA Today. If you are down allowed 37 to bet. ridiculous 37, 37 ridiculous Super Bowl prop bets. If you're allowed to bet, it's really really. Funny. Oh, this is a good one. Will Mike Carey be wrong about something during the game? Oh, definitely, definitely. Mike Carey. No, two to three. The, yeah. the better thing is, will he be right about something during the game? Honestly, yeah, I don't That's think what's he, most important. Yeah. Okay, Graham, where did we mess up today? Uh, Please I, tell, tell me anything. I, I know I messed up. I tried to say I tried to mess you guys. I you guys had Ben Bentel Romeo, and then I switched it to Ben Butlin because <laughs> I know you love to call him that. So you said that wrong. I did it again. Yeah, you didn't even catch it though. Uh, West Virginia and Iowa State was in Ames, um, and Joe tried to say that the Cavaliers have never won five games in a row before they. I said <laughs> in the playoffs. In no, fact, you said they've done that in the playoffs last uh, year. In fact, earlier the this Cavs? year. Yeah. Yeah. You need to stop. All right, I'm out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's all of our errors. Um, but also, I want to wish a happy anniversary to David Tyree and his helmet uh, <laughs> for his and the Giants' wonderful upset of the 18-0 Patriots eight years ago. Patriots suck. Snaps. Right. There we go. Okay, two more things. Or real three quick. more things, really, real quick. NFL games. Super Bowl Panthers. I was gonna. I don't know. Panthers Graham? are six point favorites. I'm gonna take the Panthers and the points. <sighs> Panthers. Oh, he's taking the points. I'll, Seven or more. Oh, I might. You mm. heard it here. K Slu Radio. Broncos. Broncos. Uh, Joe okay. took the Write Broncos. Wait, no. Let's put five bucks on it. Oh, just no. in the studio. Let's I'm pretty sure that's illegal under case we through standards. It totally we is. We, I'm not we, doing we that. aren't betting. I'll bet I'm you not guys doing that at all. What I will free. give you guys is the SLU sports update. SLU men's basketball, as you heard earlier in the show before Graham got here, Miles Reynolds came into the studio. He was in the studio? Yeah, yeah Miles, real quick. I, I saw Miles. I brought him in. He popped in, said, how's 100%. it going? Listen to the show. Thanks for the shout out. But anyway, SLU men's basketball are struggling a bit. They're 8-13. and 13, yeah. Lost. This past weekend against Duquesne at home, but yep. they play at St. Bonaventure's. Who are who, Bonnie's are twelve and six. That they, they play this Sunday at seven p.m. during the Super Bowl. Uh, oh. Sure, there'll be a big crowd. Okay. But Saturday, if you want to see some good basketball, girls are seventeen and women are seventeen and five. They're playing Richmond. They're playing real well. The men are called the Spiders. Are the women's team called the La- the Black Widows? Yeah. <laughs> Come Saturday and find out. Real quick, another thing about the SLU. Real quick shout out. Uh, this past weekend. At the Duquesne game that was at home, one of my best buddies, Clay Feldman, contestant for the half-court shot, hit the shot, made $300. Which he donated to, to the out-of-bounds pod. Yeah, that's right. He yeah, definitely we didn't. We, we, need some, we need some new chairs that don't squeak. I know, uh, we do. Uh, no, but if you, if you I want sit to... on a pillow on a couch. <laughs> <laughs> but real quick, way to go, Clay Feldman. In a closet, basically. No, if you want to watch some actual good basketball on Saturday night, the Thunder and Warriors play. So that's something to look for. And now our final trivia question, which we do every week. I asked Graham and Joe a trivia question. Here's this week's. Record, what is the three highest rushing yard totals by QBs in Super Bowl history? The three? The three. Like yard totals? Yard totals. There's Uh, one, two, and then three. Can I just tell you the guys that are on there? You you don't have to give them an order. You can just Uh, tell me. Okay, I'm going to say Russell Wilson is on there. No, he's not. Steve Young? Steve Young is third. There we go. Um, the other two are pretty. One of them's recent. One of them has a heart in St. Louis. Kurt Warner? No. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Not Kurt. I don't think Kurt. Warner uh, he doesn't ever. move. He just. He's, he just. 
like spins back. No, the other. Okay, one of them is in the news right now. Peyton Manning. <laughs> I don't know. What do you mean in the he news? played at Nevada? Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, oh, okay. sixty-two. Yeah, okay, sixty-two yards. Steve okay. Young at fifty-nine, and the yeah. champion with sixty-four yards was Bart Starr. Someone who died hey. three years ago. Steve Young. He's, he's alive. He's oh, alive. Steve McNair. Steve McNair. <laughs> Steve McNair. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yes. Sorry. Okay. Steve McNair sorry. is a title. All right, Will sorry. Cam get it? Mm, yes. No. Wait. What? What's it? McNair said so, sixty-five. Sixty-four. So, yeah. So, so no. Cam. No way. Cam, Cam shaking is that all like? Confident? He, he averages like. 75 what? no okay i don't know okay get about. out of here graham <laughs> all right, uh, all right. that's our show today thanks follow for us listening. at out of bounds pod follow us at out of bounds pod on twitter soundcloud we should get a snapchat hey please <laughs> since you're listening to this on a podcast forum we know everybody is review it leave a comment leave a comment see what we can do better whatever you want we're always we, looking we give the improve. people what they want J1 Rose original. We give the people what we they want. The we do. Graham, thank you for all the stats today. Great show. Romeo, oh. great show. Uh, have fun watching the Super Bowl. Be safe for Mardi Gras this weekend. Let's have a lot of fun. Good job we'll by you. We'll be back uh, Wednesday <laughs> at 2 o'clock. Following, we'll give all the Super Bowl reactions. Uh, enjoy your weekend. And thanks for listening. Peace. Good job by you.